Hello, church. I'm very excited, and it's a joy for me to share from the word this morning. It's good to see all the beautiful smiling faces, even 103 degree outside. I thank God for the great leadership and the pastoral team in this church. I mean it. Please give them a great hand. If you are visiting first time, I'm not Pastor Robert Kennedy. He is more fair than this is not his color. You need to come back to hear Pastor Kennedy. Okay? Our family has been blessed with the deep side of his word and I'm continually looking forward. I believe this morning you can be a completely different person when you leave. You don't want to hear my sermon. Please pray, pray for me. You want to hear the message what God has for you. And I was trying to, when I came to know I was going to speak, I, immediately I thought I have to prepare a cute sermon. Then God said, no, I want you to speak my message. And I, I do have. So we need to receive a transforming touch from God. And if you open up your heart this morning, you will receive that. Because we are living in a time of uncertainty, fear, and confusion. According to the scientific brief released by the World Health Organization, as a result of COVID-19 pandemic, <clears throat> this is a kind of PTSD, global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by a massive 25%. Mental health issues have increased more than ever before in the history. Some other factors for anxiety, depression, and suicide are increased crimes, unending war and wars, Loneliness, inflation, fear of recession and financial hardship. Talking about inflation, I don't know if you can feel when you go and fill your gas. I can. My wallet can feel. And so we are living in the middle of all this. And with that, we have religion, our religious freedom is questioned. Our faith is challenged. We need a break. Just like we Texas need a break from this 108 to 103 degree, we need a rain, a fresh rain. So this morning, I'm going to speak to you about a fresh transforming touch from God. That's what we need. We need a fresh transforming touch from God. 
you if you feel like you do need a touch from God? Come on. Yes, we all are together. The title of my message is Transforming Touch. Many studies prove that human touch has tremendous physical, mental, and emotional healing power. Strengthen human touch, strengthen immune system, lowered heart rate, lowered blood pressure, increased blood circulation, reduced pain, reduced stress, anxiety, depression, and fatigue. Even according to Dr. Gary Chapman, one of the five love languages is physical touch. Come on, married couple. <laughs> Mothers, you know the importance of that gentle touch on your babies. There is power. That's the reason even during the pregnancy, moms will touch when the baby is moving, there is power. If physical and emotional touch have such an amazing impact, how much more a transforming power of touch of God? When Jesus touches us in our heart, our life will be transformed. It is deeper than any physical or emotional touch. We are not talking about just a touch. We are talking about a transforming, powerful touch of God. Think about it. You are touching a naked, live electrical wire. What would happen? Jesus said, all authority and the power is given to me. So when we talk about the touch of Jesus. We are talking about the authority and the power. And the Bible talks about that power is a dunamis in Greek word. The word dynamite came from that word dunamis. So when we are talking about a fresh transforming touch of God, we are talking about a powerful transforming touch from Jesus, from heaven. At times such as this, that's what we need. We are tired and sick of all kinds of negative news from outside. Everything what we are going through. So I'm looking Three scenarios in the Bible. Even before all these scientific studies, the book, Bible, God's inspired word of God has recorded different places. I, I wish if I had time to go through all those places to show you the different impacts of touch. But I'm taking three special scenarios. Number one, Touch of restoration. I want to take from 1 Kings chapter 19. And let me read from verse 5 first. I'm reading from NIV. 1 Kings chapter 19. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, 
An angel, when we talk about the angel of the Lord appearing, his Lord himself is appearing and said, an angel, angel touched him, Elijah, and said, get up and eat. The background of this story, most of you know Elijah just performed a great miraculous work. God used him to bring fire from heaven and he proved to the prophets of Baal, the heathen, pagan gods, you are not the living God. God Jehovah, he is the living God. And he prayed the miraculously things happen. But after having such a great work of God, here comes the wicked king Ahab's wicked wife Jezebel. Jezebel spirit is controlling spirit. Jezebel came and said, I heard about what you did, but I'm going to do what I feel like. You will be like one of them, what you did to those prophets, meaning your life will be ended tomorrow. Elijah, who was a man of God, book of James, Apostle said he is a man just like us. But he had great faith and zeal for the kingdom of God. And he did that work. Now comes a word of, of this, this Jezebel spirit. The one who said, I'm going to take your life tomorrow. There is power. Whether it could be for curse or blessing, it is in our tongue. People, that's the reason we have to be very careful what we speak. Even with our kids, you can be angry. But be careful when you call your son stupid, you are idiot, you are dumb, you are prophesying, you are confessing. There is power in your tongue. Now come Jezebel and he spoke out, man of God, Elijah, wait and see, I'm going to show you. Here comes Elijah. After great ministry before the words of Elijah, Elijah gone through a series of mental health issues. For me, it is just like a borderline personality disorder. Let me show you what had gone, what happened with Elijah. First King chapter 19, 3 to 4, it says, Elijah was afraid. There is fear. What is the opposite of faith? Fear. That's what the enemy will bring it to you. When things are not going right, when you are down, first thing the enemy will do, bring fear. Bring fear. Even though the living word of God says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear. But still, the enemy wants to challenge us with fear. Here comes, Elijah was afraid. A man who was bold enough to stand before God and these prophets of Baal and bringing fire, heavenly fire down. Now in the, before it's Jezebel's words, all of a sudden he's afraid. Fear is a disease. Just like a cancer, fear can 
eat you up from your faith and your zeal and what you're standing for. That's what happened with Elijah. Now comes and run for his life. That is anxiety. Not only fear, he's running for his life. He was running for the kingdom for God in his ministry. Now he's running for his life. When he came to Bathsheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. That is isolation. People, my friends, when we are going through tough time, that is the time we need our brothers and sisters. That's the, reason, that's the time I need to pick up the phone. But grant, man, pray for me. Stand with me. I'm going through. I need help. We need to be together. That's the reason the Bible says it is beautiful, pleasant, and amiable for the brethren to dwell together. There is strength in unity. That's the reason God placed you and me to together. Let's fight together against the attack of the enemy. It's not the time for us to be divided, for us to stand together in unity. But the enemy pushed him too far. Now Elijah is alone. Isolation. That's his time. Oh, I'm not going to Wednesday evening studies. I'm not going to Sunday. I'm going through. No, that's the time. You have to be over here. Then he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. That is depression. I had enough. Oh, look at that tragedy, what Elijah is going through. A man who stood for God, he came to the point where I had enough. How many of you might have said this recently? Enough. I can stand this anymore. The person who made a covenant with me to, to until death walked away from me all of a sudden. The person who ate with me, slept with me, the same bed, now sleeping with another woman. Enough. I can't stand anymore. My child whom I raised with love and worked hard to raise this child, that child is walking away from God. I can't stand anymore. Enough. But it didn't finish there. Take my life. I'm not better than any ancestors. Take my life. That is suicide. People. Jezebel's words caused Elijah to go through fear. Fear caused anxiety. Anxiety caused isolation. Isolation caused depression. Depression caused suicidal thought. Wow. Wow. We cannot put our guard down. We need to put on the whole armor of God. People, we need to know. Be vigilant. Be alert. The enemy is like a roaring lion coming after your relationship. Coming after your business, coming after your health, coming after your children. 
the sword enemy does, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus come through. I want to give you a benton life. I want to touch you with a transforming touch. Enemy cannot touch you. A man of God who was a prophet, greatly used by God, now came under a major spiritual attack. The same way enemy is attacking many Christians with oppression. I mean, same way enemy attack Elijah. Enemy is attacking many Christians with the depression. More than ever before, the statistics says, 2022, more people are with antidepressant more than ever before. There is more mental health issues more than ever before. That's what enemy want to bring. But look at the story didn't stop there. Verse 5 says, yes, he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, angel touched him and said, get up and eat. When you are alone, no one is there. This man, prophet, is under the juniper tree wishing for, la for his death. But when no one is around, even the close friend, even your close patient, like I said, your spouse, your children, no one. There is someone is coming to you. Someone, there is a, there is a gentle touch from a patient. Elijah, I see, I see you. Elijah, I see you, what you're going through. I see you, the attack, what had happened to you. But man, this is not the end. Elijah, when I'm planning already in heaven, I'm sending chariots of fire to take you directly to heaven. Are you wishing for dying in this wilderness? That's what the enemy wants to whisper in our ears. God has a great purpose with our children. God has a great purpose with our life. His mission is over. If God called Elijah to accomplish his work, the good work which he has begun in him, he is able to complete it. There is no Powers in the world, no principalities, no darkness can stop the mission of Elijah. And he's just like us. What happened? So he got up and drank, strengthened by food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb. But before he did that, the angels had to come second time. We all do this. We cry and God come uh, through us and touch and then we go back and sleep again. But uh, thank God, my God is not like a human being. He's patient enough to come back knowing our condition, knowing our heart, knowing our intention, knowing what we are going through, came and touched Second time, don't miss the second chance. Don't miss the second chance. And he's trying to speak 
through that, he's trying to communicate. In that touch, there is a transforming power. In that touch, you are going to be strengthened. Elijah, you haven't eaten good. You are tired. You are weak. You are fatigued. But by touch, he's going to make you to walk next 40 days. He's going to strengthen you for you to accomplish your vision. This is what we need to do. Good. Focusing on Jezebel's lies, start acting on angels' voice. We need to quit listening to the, to the lies of the Jezebel. It is good to watch. I also watch news and social media. But most of the time, it is lies. We need to listen to the lies of political leaders and secular medias. The fact is, doctors said you have stage three cancer and you will have six more months to live. But the truth is, that is a lie. My Jesus said, by his stripes we are healed. I send my word and heal you. And we need to believe the truth, not the lie. The fact is I have no balance in my account. My, I don't know how to pay my mortgage. I lost my job. The truth is by Lord shall supply all my needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And he's Jehovah Jireh. When we are going through, Jesus will come through and he will touch. Get up where you fell and start moving towards your mission. That is most important. It is true you fall, you are there. But when you hear the voice of God, don't neglect. Don't miss the communication from God. Get up and walk. Number two, touch of preservation. Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16. We know the story. A large crowd, people began to bring their children to Jesus. Verse 13 says, Then they brought little children to him, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. He took them up in his hands, laid his hands on them, blessed them. Parents, our children, desperately need a touch from God. We are living in a time is very evil. We don't know what the school is teaching from school. The secularism is indoctrinating their minds. When you send your child 15, 20 years ago, you had to fill a form, gender, Male or female? Now, you know you gave birth to a child, but now the child has to decide is male or female. It's, it's too hard. We are living in this time. Let me read one news. This came two days ago. A Christian woman in Washington state Nicole Schubert made a choice that no mother ever dreams of having to make. 
listen this very carefully. She called the police on her 17-year-old son after finding material in his room suggesting that he was planning a mass shooting at his high school in Washington State. His plan included killing mom. And she had to make this decision. And she said, I love my child. I want to protect my child. But at the same time, it's not just me and my child. Many other lives. And she called the police. Turned to him. We are living in a time. We need to bring our children to Jesus. Let him touch. And there is a blessing followed by touch. If we don't touch. If we don't bring our children to Jesus to touch. The world is waiting to touch their lives. Those innocent hearts, those innocent lives are going to be touched by the pollution, contamination, the poison of this world. John chapter 10 verse 28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. If you put your child in Jesus' hand, there is no one can snatch your baby from God's hand. What our babies need, what our children need, a touch from God. Give our children to God's hand. Let them get blessed. Our children need a transforming touch of Jesus to be preserved from enemy's hand. We need to bring our children to God's hand so that the world would not touch. You know, the enemy, Satan, went to Job, went to God. In the presence of God, there is Satan. We know the story of Job. And he's asking God the permission. There is a dialogue. Let me summarize. God asked the Asked Satan, did you consider or touch my servant job? What did Satan say? Satan said, no, I can't. Because when I went to touch servant job, I see a fence around. I see a fence around. Every morning, Job was getting up early morning when still it is dark. Be on his knees, he was building fence. Enemy couldn't touch. If you could, could put your child in God's hand, enemy cannot touch. I'm going to tell a personal story which I never mentioned in public before. I have two boys. I'm very blessed. Two of them are married, serving God. They are very successful and prosperous. My older son Steve, some of you know him. And he was straight, honorary student from all the grades. My second son also, he was in the president list in college. But every day, Betsy and myself, we've been praying for our children with them from their birth all the way. And by nine o'clock, usually 
I look it upstairs and call them. Guys, they get the message. They come down. They know what is in me. That's a prayer. That's the way we've been raising. But we went to college. Out of our hand. The time. The hormone. The circumstances. The friendship. We didn't know that. The money, thousands of thousands of dollars as a parent alone, what we have taken and spent. He wasn't attending the school in the first year. And we didn't know that in the beginning. And gone through a lot. There were many sleepless nights we didn't share with anyone. Other than we've been on knees. All I can think of crying. It was very hard. It was very hard. We gave him love. We teach them, raise them. My wife came to me one day and said, honey, this is what God is speaking to me. God said, before I go to work, she usually leaves, go for work at 5.30 in the morning. God said, I need to go to his room and pray. We're talking about almost 19-year-old young adult. She has to go to his room when he's sleeping and pray. I said, you're crazy, don't do that. But I heard the voice of God. We joined together. We began to go to his room. She got ready. We go to his room, open the door. You may wonder what theory is that he's a young adult, the door is not locked. Not in that house, my house. In my house, he's under my roof. Hey, I'm feeding. The door is not locked. And I teach him. My belt has multi-purpose. It teach my, it hold my pants in right place, and also it will hold my son in the right place. And I taught him. And we did that. We opened the door. We start praying. He didn't like it. We touched the bed. We start interceding slowly. Then we left. Let me tell you the story. As a result, he didn't go too far. He tried to play games in so many ways. I don't want to embarrass. I know it's live streaming. But as a result of that prayer, that touch, what we received from Heavenly Father, within three months, there's a miraculous transformation taking place. God's intervention. He came to us and confessed and repented and said, Dad, I'm sorry. Life's changed. Fast forward. He's married. I have a grandson, second one is coming, and he is full-time in ministry. I'm not trying to exalt my son. Six months ago, his seminar, his youth thing, the youth pastors of not only this country, around the world, there were 8,500 plus youth pastors joined, attended that seminar. I'm so blessed. I, I didn't want to say this. I'm so blessed to say he's sitting right there. He surprised me. My younger son also there. And thank God. So let me, let me briefly before my time is over. Number three, touch of resurrection. Touch of resurrection. Jesus was going through the crowd. There is a man was carried, a dead body was carried in the coffin. Jesus looked at them. There is a woman, it very clearly says in the Bible, that is the book of Luke, chapter 7, 13 through 15. A widow 
she doesn't have a husband. There is only one son she had, he's dead. She is on the way to the graveyard to bury this child. And Jesus looked at her and she had he had compassion on her and said, weep not. Weep not. Think about put yourself in her shoes. All she had, just that one son. To look forward. No husband, nothing else. But he is dead now. But Jesus said, weep not. Friends, let me talk to you what Holy Spirit is prompting me to say. Some of you are weeping. Some of you are wearing your pillow with tears. Nobody can see. Others may know something, but Jesus knows everything what you're going through. And Jesus said, weep not. And he came. It says, verse 13, uh, verse 14, he came and touched the open coffin. He touched the open coffin, dead body. And he rose up and started talking. Jesus gave him back to his mom. Our dreams are dead. Our hope is gone. We are thinking it's dead and gone. It's too late. We are on the way to graveyard. But we are serving a God of resurrection. God can resurrect your lost hope. God can resurrect you feel, feel like your child is gone and rebellious is not coming back. Today, a transformational touch can bring your child back to life. We need a touch from God. Transforming touch can save even to the way to the grave. Transforming touch of Jesus resurrects our dead hopes and dreams. How many of you need a fresh touch from God? I'm serious. How many of you really need a fresh touch from God? Thank God. Parents, your children need touch from God, a transforming touch. This is what God put in my heart. It worked out very well today. It's all together. Your children are coming. If you are a grandparent, parent, aunt, uncle, please come and join as these children. The enemy is trying to snatch them anytime, but we need to put them in God's hand. Parents, if you are sitting there, your child is here, grandparent, anyone, come on, come on. It's powerful. That's what Jesus wants. That's what we want. Come and touch your child. Come and touch your child. Mom, dad, come on. Come on. This day can be a day of transformation. What you're doing with your child, it can be a history. It can be a life-changing day. Touch them. Touch them. Let me make this announcement. Those who are going to get baptized, please, you can leave and get ready. 
and come back for baptism. Anyone that is ready for baptism, you can leave now and get ready. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are not going to be too long. We are going to pray for these children. Thank you, Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we put these children in your hand. There is no enemy can snatch them out of their hand. I pray for their emotional health. They pray for their physical health, their educational side. If any demonic darkness is trying to capture their lives, oh Father, we speak freedom. We speak life. In the name of Jesus, no weapon that form against this child shall prosper. No weapon that form against this child shall be prospered. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want that fresh touch this day. We want the transformation today. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, what you do. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. sitting in your seat and you're like man I want a touch from God I want I want that I need that in my life guys I'm going to open up the rest of these altars here you can go to either side of the kids but I just want to invite you to uh, to come and if you have kids up here make sure they stay up here because they're going to watch the baptisms they'll dismiss from back there but guys who needs a touch from God well, let's be honest who needs a touch let's come on up here as we sing this song and we go into worship let's just cry out to the Lord for him to come touch us so come now this is the the time where we're gonna open up the altars for the Lord to, to touch you in your life come now come on we'll have people who can pray for you
sit back down but leave your kids here they've got front rows to the baptism okay so we are gonna do baptisms now this is one of my favorite ways to end service and so guys let's uh everybody can have a seat and we are gonna do water baptisms to end the service today
can be dismissed to go back to your class. Parents, you can pick them back up in kids' ministry area. Aren't you guys excited about what God's doing? Aren't you guys excited? Each one of those people have professed Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior and to follow him in obedience by water baptism. And I always feel like when people declare whose team they decided to be on in front of us, church, we have a responsibility to help them and to walk out their faith with them and to be there along the journey with them to always point them to Christ. Can you do that, church? Amen. Well, guys, let's leave this place today transformed, changed, and continually looking to be connected to the transformer, Jesus Christ, our King of kings and Lord of lords. May he go with you this week into your workplace and into your homes and be transformational as you carry Jesus by the power of his Holy Spirit with you. You are dismissed.